Hey, oh, what's yeah. happening? <laughs> Hi, how are you? Good, good. Well, I mean, as good as one can be, but yeah. you know. <laughs> I'd say I'm well. She's well. She's well. Yeah. That sounds Kumsi Kumsa. Yes, yeah. Yeah, Maso Menos, so so. <laughs> yeah, I do feel like I have more energy though, because we're recording like middle of the day versus when we normally do in the evening. So I don't think we have we ever done this. Never. I think we've done this maybe one other time, maybe. Yeah, I feel like we're all like a little bit less energized at noon. <laughs> and my cat is acting like a crazy person. She's ready to go. She, oh, she's I always see her ready. Creeping around. Mm-hmm. Holly can be a guest today. Yes, she's gonna hey, she's gonna have to be. <laughs> she's got a story to share, I heard. Well, how's everyone doing? Anything new? Anything spooky to report on? No. Uh, y'all, I did. So I had a class with my mentor this weekend, and I got to see an egg cleansing, which was like the craziest thing. Egg? Oh. Yes. So basically, like, cleansing. long story short, someone had tried to, like, put a binding spell on our friend via this mask that they gifted to our friend and so my mentor like picked up on this and did this egg cleansing um and when she broke open the egg there was like a big black blood clot in it and a feather it was so spooky yeah wait where was where was the egg from she just pulled it out of the refrigerator what like from like a carton from the grocery store yes so basically if anyone doesn't know about egg cleansings, basically the point is to like pull out whatever this like negative energy is. Or if someone has tried to like place a spell or like a binding spell, something on you, like mm-hmm. the egg cleansing basically pulls it out. And so like seeing that thing in the egg is whatever that negative energy it was, whatever that spell was, like that is what that thing is that is bizarre and so I've seen that in like movies and things you know but seeing it in person I was like not expecting something like that to come out of the egg and I was like oh my god I was floored I've never seen anything like it how did (laughs) she know she had an an negative energy it was just just like she just picked up on it or was the girl like, yo, I have been experiencing some shit. No. So basically my mentor saw the mask that was, that had the spell on it and was like, there's something wrong with that. Um, let's fix it. And so this whole group of mediums was just watching her do this and it was totally nuts. But the spooky thing was that prior to her like bringing the mask upstairs for us to see it, I had pictured what it looked like in my head. And when she brought it around the corner, I was like, holy shit, that's the mask that I was like envisioning. So Ooh. yeah, it was really weird. But what? your powers are getting stronger. Oh, spooky. Spooky. Also, I astral projected a few weeks ago and it was terrifying. <laughs> no big deal. So <laughs> more on that. We can we can chat about that some other time, but just a small spooky update of the egg cleansing because that was really cool. <laughs> very yes, I'm gonna remind very you spooky of the astral projection. Yes, remind remind me next time. But um, small, maybe big announcement. Um, we have been doing this for like three years, pretty much weekly, with just small breaks here and there. 
your ghouls are tired. We <laughs> have we have full time jobs. We've got other projects I know we're working on. Um, so we're gonna be moving to an every other week episode cadence. Um, hopefully that doesn't throw a wrench into too many people's lives or listening, but it will definitely help us and hopefully get you guys some some more fruitful episodes every other week. So that's just what's exactly. happening. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone I feel like is super understanding. And there's so many other great spooky podcasts to listen to and catch up on when when we're not around. So you guys are in so true in good company, but your girls need a little a little time for for themselves. So cool. Love it. I love we love it. it. We, we love always it. love it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Well, with that said, we're the Golden Ghouls, Alyssa, Kylie, Emily. And it's time to get spooky. Yes. This week Mm -hmm. we're heading to Nebraska. Nebraska. What's up, Nebraska? She's haunted. She's haunted. That's that. I can kick it off if if we want to do that. Do it. All right. I'm taking y'all to Hummel Park in Omaha. Also, excuse me, because I feel like my voice still sounds sickly, so I'm sorry. Um, But this park was developed on 202 acres of land that was donated to the city of Omaha in 1930 and was named after Joseph B. Hummel, who was a longtime superintendent of Omaha's Parks and Recreation Department. It's located just north of Omaha's Florence neighborhood and includes hiking trails, including the Omaha Riverfront Trail, which is apparently a hot spot for hikers. There are also playgrounds, horseshoe pits, which I haven't seen in a million years, um, a Missouri River overlook, picnic shelters, and a disc golf course. So basically, if you want to do something, you can go to this park and do it. (laughs) But the overlook of the river is located above the popular Devil's Slide, which is a natural cliff. And honestly... Anytime something's got the name devil in it, there's usually something spooky going on around it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, they also offer summer day camps and uh, special education programs and nature events. So, you know what? If you want to learn about Nebraska and the wildlife, you can head to this park. All right. Now for the spooky stuff. It's one of the most notoriously haunted spots in all of Omaha and moreover, the state in general. So for decades upon decades, this park has been stained with sinister stories, paranormal terrors, and some very real tragedies, which have all contributed to just the general spookiness. So for starters, it's said that the park lies over a native burial ground, which... As we've learned over the years, is basically a recipe for a haunting. There's kind of no way to escape it when, when you've decided to put a park over, you know, where the people have been laid to rest. Not a great idea. So then we have one of the park's most mysterious characteristics. The trees bend towards the road at the park entrance. 
And huh. we can share a picture of this, but they definitely bow towards the road. Um, it's it's a bit odd. So the story goes, and it's believed that um, many Black Nebraskans were actually hanged from these trees in the early 1900s by local lynch mobs, um, which they say, like, the spirits are kind of weighing down the trees. Um, some visitors have even seen the spirits in the trees, and park visitors claim to hear screams and cries coming from that tree-lined entrance late at night. Hmm. So... I don't know if that is all legend or maybe there's a type of tree that naturally grows like inward. Um, I don't know if it's the way they were planted. I'm not an arborist. If there are any arborists out there, let us know. But definitely something spooky happening there. Another of the park's well-known mysteries is that of the morphing stairs or stairway to hell. This is a long stone staircase located at the top of the park, and the stairs are said to morph because nobody knows the exact number of stairs in the staircase. So oh, what? each, yeah, it's really bizarre, but each time a person counts the number going up or down, a different number is counted on the return trip, and it can vary by several steps each time. And this phenomenon has been noticed over years and years and people people upon people have counted and gotten a different number every time that's so frustrating i i would lose my mind honestly i would vomit you won't catch this sounds like an sat math question (laughs) (laughs) maybe you would catch me running up and down and i would just i would lose it because i I have to get it right you know My OCD would not let me stop. I would probably die on the stairs, honestly. Yeah, same. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But these stairs actually lead down a very large hill into a valley containing a decrepit pit area with a deteriorating shelter house. So this house is actually referred to as the devil's den. More of that devil stuff. So here you'll find spray-painted markings like inverted pentagrams and swastikas, along with the presence of dead animal carcasses, indicating that the park has frequently been a place where occult rituals and devil worship have taken place. Um, Which, not good. Not good. Um, In addition to the satanic rituals, numerous murders have been committed in the park. So one of these murders involved an Omaha sex worker named Laura LaPointe, who in 1983 was sexually assaulted and then robbed for $25 by four other sex workers, which is just so tragic. Um, They beat her to death with a six-foot tree limb and a softball bat, and then um, her body was later discovered in a roadside ditch nearby in a heavily wooded area of the park. It's said that her screams and cries have still been heard late at night and her apparition has also been seen, which honestly, with such a tragic passing, how how could you not be stuck there? Ugh, yeah, that one so hurts sad. my heart. The next one is rough too, but the heavily wooded area, that same area where they found um, Laura made headlines again with the tragic murder of 12-year-old Amber Harris. So she was found in a shallow grave at the park in 2006. 
uh, close to six months after her disappearance. A man named Roy Ellis was actually convicted of killing her and sentenced to death, but he allegedly liked to intimidate women. And one of his former girlfriends told investigators that he had actually driven her to the park before, dug a grave, and threatened to put her in it. Mm. So... Mm. Red flag. Very big red flag. (laughs) And it also, like... Not to speculate, but I'm like, has has he done this to other people potentially? Like, is this little girl his only victim? It's just mm-hmm. ugh, very scary. But um, folks say they've also seen the spirit of this little girl there. Then there are the stories of the albino farmer apparitions, which have been seen on numerous occasions. I'm not sure why, but the mental image of albino farmer apparitions it chills me to the core. <laughs> I'm, I don't know why, but I'm almost picturing them being like scarecrow people. <laughs> so naturally. So I don't, I don't know what that is, but it, it's very spooky. Um, also, why are they albino? Yeah. Well, is it just because the, the spirits are white? Like yeah. I don't know. I couldn't find any history on like, albino farmers in the area so i don't know if it's a legend or what that is but definitely something up there Mm. but this spot overall is just a local favorite for ghost hunters um due to the seriously high level of activity they get a lot of great um evps lots of unexplained emf recordings which is really weird because you know there's not a lot of electrical workout in the middle of a park um, mm-hmm. and just various apparitions over time. So tons of paranormal teams have investigated and caught lots and lots of evidence. But she's definitely spooky. She's definitely haunted. And there Sounds you have like it. it. Hummel Park, Omaha. There you have it. Well, I can give us a spooky tale from Nebraska. Ooh. Have you ever heard of Faceless Fred? Only because you told me about him earlier today, and he sounds cute. <laughs> he sounds And I adorable. said, he better not be assless, Fred. <laughs> and she's right, because wh- what good is an assless man? You know? <laughs> thick. Nothing to squeeze. That's <laughs> nothing to squeeze. But we got faceless Fred here. And he's been around haunting little Sacramento, Nebraska for some time. Okay. So five miles southeast of Holdridge is a little teeny town called Sacramento. And in this little town is a pop-in restaurant, you guys, called The Speakeasy. It's a real hot spot in town. It's been in, uh, it's a family business, and it's been around for over 40 years. And the locals love it, but at the same time, they have people coming from all out of town to this little restaurant because it's so good. But it's also haunted AF by a pot-throwing, pan-slinging, faceless Fred. Fred. I said it. Mm-hmm. Fred. Before it was a restaurant, though, it was a it was this uh, general store to this, at the time, thriving town of Sacramento. But changes to the railroad line led to the demise of the town, and the once-promising location became more of a quaint small town with just a booming restaurant and one spooky ghost. So the story of Fred goes 
that back during the gold rush, there was this guy in town named Fred. He was a real chill, cool dude. Um, He even had a roadhouse in town where he would sell supplies to settlers and also cooked up a little bit of whiskey for the roadies. And so, you know, he was a chill guy. But he also loved to get down and dirty because he was quite the philanderer. Ooh, Fred. Mm -hmm. He even hooked up with one of the female members of the Buffalo Bills of um, Congress of the Rough Riders, I oh, guess. Oh, damn. Yeah. So she was like some big, some big deal. And Fred, Fred hooked up with her. But you see, the issue here <laughs> was Fred had a wife named Jane. Fred. Right? I know. And Jane was no woman to be played with, you guys. Okay. They, they said that Jane was plain. She was a plain barren woman. But she was also hardworking and maybe a little bit short-tempered because when she found out old Freddie boy was sleeping with every spread eagle off Highway 183. Not every spread (laughs) eagle. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. She she killed him, (laughs) y'all. She freaking murdered his ass. And then she sliced off his face. Holy shit. <laughs> well, Which, like, I mean, he dramatic. must have been vain for her to take the face. Because, I mean, my first thought is to Lorena Bobbitt, his ass. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. you know. That's what I was thinking. Right. But she went for the face. So that's cool, too. <laughs> she sliced it right off. And then. Maybe there was nothing to lose. <laughs> she was like. <laughs> you know, maybe he didn't have. You could be right. Maybe his best feature was his face. Right. And then as soon as they got to the bedroom, it was one night stands from there. Mm -hmm. (laughs) If that. Passerbys in town. Maybe she's onto something. Who knows? Just saying. But she sliced off his face and then she dumped his body down a well where the now restaurant stands. Yeah. And of course... He didn't leave, you know. He's tossing around pots and pans looking for Jane, but he's also known to disturb some young waitresses, so watch out. And Mm -hmm. two postmen back, like, a long time ago, they reportedly quit their jobs because they couldn't do the route anymore because they kept seeing faceless Fred on the streets. And they were like, absolutely not. He's terrorizing my mail route, you know? Yeah, I don't blame them. Yeah. So Fred didn't sound like— that great of a guy yeah he probably he couldn't he faked me out by having a cute name he did right? i love the name yeah. fred i give it to a lot of people you know because <laughs> it's just easier that way perhaps a future dog named fred yeah you know always a good idea but don't be don't be faceless fred because he should have treated his wife better exactly you know a lesson to to all y'all a lesson to you all so I feel like Nebraska, these our stories are pretty treacherous, and they all have to do with murder. So um, with that said, let's head over to Omaha, the Mystery Manor. It's one of the longest-running haunted houses in Nebraska since 1982. So that's, a, that's older than me. That's, that's old. 
let's go back in time. Let's let's figure out why this spot is haunted. It's not just for spooks and giggles. It's it's actually haunted. So the manor was built in 1886 on 18th and Burt Street for a family who sadly vacated only six days later due to the mysterious death of their daughter. There's no more information on that, but that's not setting the stage well at all. Am I right? Mm-hmm. She's right. <laughs> She's right. It then somehow became a prostitution house, a.k.a. a brothel, um, possibly due to its location. Seems like a, a pretty good location downtown. Um, but was eventually sold as a home, again, to William and Greta Hall. And this couple, they they were members of Omaha's High Society. Oh, yes. Do you remember the um, the Vine guy who would walk around going High Society? Yes. <laughs> just never forget. No, him. dang. Never forget him. We'll have to find it for yeah, you. Find it for me. There's yes, got to be a yes. compilation. Yeah, I think he was from Boston. I think I remember like hoping to run into him. Sometime, uh, but, but alas, dream big. Yeah. So according to the Nebraska Rules website, the manor, called Hall Manor at the time, due to their last name, was the meeting spot of the Omaha elite. So they would meet for parties, for political conversation, and more. But all good things come to an end, however. And on October 29th, 1929, the stock stock market crashed. Oh, yeah, so. never forget all good things yeah (laughs) there was so over exactly so the the sudden and abrupt loss of fortune and lavish lifestyle turned many people insane including our dear william hall but he went so crazy that he picked up an axe and then attacked his wife greta oh my gosh chopped up her body and buried the body parts in the front yard of the manor what oh my gosh of all places yeah and of all things to chop up your wife maybe she was a big spender you know he's like this simply cannot go on now that we have nothing so i don't know oh my gosh or honestly maybe he was like i just cannot afford to take care of another person anymore goodbye exactly yeah just very it's very dramatic just like your stories like everyone's just very dramatic (laughs) over in nebraska what is happening there (laughs) I, don't know, I thought Nebraska gets, was very chill. I did too for the longest time. Secretly, it's not. Oh, wow. <laughs> so seven days later, Greta's brother, John, had figured out what William had done. So he then brutally attacked William with the very same axe. Oh. Killing okay. William. <laughs> he then buried William's body next to Greta's body parts in the yard. Very romantic. Mm-hmm. mysteriously now here's where it gets very spooky the next night which happened to be halloween john martin's body so greta's brother's body was found right where william and greta were buried buried and the same axe used in their murders was embedded in john's skull <gasps> what How? who could this be who is this how and who According to Mysterious Manor Omaha website, some think it was William's ghost who killed John, 
Oh my god. And the mystery, right? The mystery was never solved. Nobody knows. Have you guys seen the Netflix Fear Street series? I've seen ads for it. Yeah, that well that reminds me of that movie. So yeah, you should watch it. Definitely. Mm, Okay. I just watched it last night. It's good. It's good. There are a few different ones, right? Yeah. Yeah, there's I only Mm. watched part one, but I think part two is also out. And then part three comes out on Friday, so... Oh, damn. Okay. I'm going to have to catch Go up. Go watch it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it, it's really good. That relates to Kylie's story, but I can't give it away, obviously. No. Okay, no, no. yeah, you can't give it away. Not yet. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll talk about it next week. I Maybe. feel like I probably just did, if you're actually listening. <laughs> Are you actually listening? Yeah. Is anyone really there? Are any of you guys actually <laughs> listening to us? Hello? <laughs> So William's ghost is believed to still reside at the manor and is believed to still haunt people who come visit. Rob Garcia, the founding member of Elite Paranormal of Kansas City, had investigated about 10 years ago. He said that we were successful in the capture of a couple EVPs throughout the house. The house contains real spirits, which makes themselves known from time to time. Hmm. And the mansion's website has links to the paranormal investigations if you are interested. Again, they're more than 10 years old, um, but still interesting nonetheless. Yeah. So the manor had been abandoned for many years um, until the current owner, Wayne, and his two friends purchased it in 1982, turning it into the haunted house that it is today. It is now called Mystery Manor because the death of John is still a mystery. A little, a little info about the tour. The first three rooms of Mystery Manor detail the story of William and Greta until William, the ghost, confronts guests in the flickering light of a parlor. Shut up. I I normally do not fuck with haunted house attractions. I might Mm -hmm. go to this one. (laughs) It sounds really cool. It sounds amazing. And then there are nine scenes that take guests through William's torment up and down three stories and across 6,000 square feet. And this is over the course of 25 minutes. And there are more than 30 volunteers and actors that make it very spooky. So I, I would love to see a theatrical haunt. Yes. Same. It sounds, it sounds more like performance based than like I'm chasing you trying to scare you based, which I don't Mm -hmm. like. True. Um, True. So I could, if that's what it's truly like, I could definitely get down with this. Yeah. I'd go to Nebraska for that. I would too. Nebraska, do, invite us. Do any of these people <laughs> have like surviving family members? I don't know. Because I find it interesting that they did this based on like real life story, right? Yeah. Very true. But like, cool. Oh, okay. So cool. Damn. I love a haunted house that was a haunted home, you know? Right. It's like the, <laughs> the mortuary in New Orleans. Same thing. Like, they are trying to absolutely scare the shit out of you now, but it is actually haunted. So mm-hmm. I won't be going there because I don't like being chased, but I respect it. And every time I see it, I say, I know what you're up to. <laughs> <laughs> I see y'all. Ooh, Nebraska, cool. This, is a, this is a nice lunchtime break. Yeah. Totally a was. little fun. A little friendship. A little, a little spookiness. Yeah. Uh, well, kids, I guess that's all we have for this week. We'll see you in two weeks. <laughs>
<laughs> what a world. Love you. All right. Send what us those stories to the golden ghouls podcast at gmail.com. Our inbox has been lonely. So tell all your friends who have spooky stories, share them with us. Let's get freaky. <laughs> Until next time. Stay spooky. Ooh. Ooh.